Previously on Quest Friends Forever. Standing on the bar is the fourth member of this crew, who is a female half-elf. She also begins to change. Now there is a fly that seems to be buzzing out of the exit. You, Stephanie, are preordained to be the next protector, the great warrior who leads and defends the druids until their dying days. They want to see you at the council. And then an old elven man seated in the direct center of this row addresses you. You recognize him as Edgerick, the official from your community of Absalom. Without the protector, we will fall into mayhem and chaos. You know this. I don't understand what my role is supposed to be. Like, look around. Everything is fine. If you walk out of this tree, you will never be welcome again in Absalom. You want to know about your Patricor forest. A few years back, there was talks of an attempted hostile takeover of the council, I believe you would call it. And you were looking down at a necklace of a twisted, petrified tree root and a tiny but noticeable spot of blood on it. Oh, if I see Barrymore, shit is going to go down. There is a fly buzzing around your face. It becomes a fully grown half-elf woman. With her right hand, she presses the tip of a dagger against your throat. Whoa. You recognize her as Barrymore. And we begin exactly where we left off. So Barrymore is sitting on your chest, Jared. Knees to shoulders, dagger to throat. As she glowers down at you, Jared, she speaks to you, but you hear it in your mind. She speaks to you telepathically. And telepathically in your head, Jared, you hear her voice say, Why are you following me? Do I respond in words or mind? She still has the uh, finger to her to her lips, like the oh, shush. Oh, so she'll kill me if I don't just think it. Okay, I'll just think it. Here's what I'm thinking. Uh, I respond immediately like, would you say the look on your face is more of a scowl or a glower? She scowls harder. Oh, so, so it's a scowl. Because I just wanted to, I, I love that word. Say it again, Danny. Glower? Glower. Ooh. She's glowering and scowling. I didn't think we were following you. Are we following you? Clearly you are. Clearly How? Jared, in your mind, you feel something else. Uh, she's casting detect thoughts on you to read your your thoughts and your emotions. So upon casting this spell, she initially learns the surface thoughts of Jared. What is on your mind at this exact moment? What, is she, what does she find in your mind right now? She finds fear. Low-level fear. Nothing crazy. I'm definitely not thinking I'm going to be killed. I think she's bluffing. So that's probably on the, on the brain probably got a little bit of that on the brain so she she recognizes this when she casts the detect thoughts and she looks over to her left where stephanie and ellie are sleeping and she looks back at you you're with her aren't you uh define with traveling with working with you come on well we're on a trip together exactly a trip see that's what i mean You're, you're coming after me aren't you who put you up to this (laughs) <laughs> to be fair, we forgot you existed, so I wouldn't sit too high <laughs> on that little eye horse queen. <laughs> she pushes the knife a little harder into your neck when you say this, or when oh. you think this, I guess. Oh, you're not going to do it. If you were going to do it, you'd have done it by now. And I'm still here, so. I just need to know if you're working for, you know, him. Who? You know who. Who? Edric. 
Who the? Hold on. <laughs> who the fuck is Edric? Sorry. <laughs> um, who the fuck is Edric? Stephanie would know who Edric is. Edric was the head of the council in the forest. Oh, okay. Who, I'm gonna pretend banished, like I don't know. I don't know Stephanie. who Edric is. Well played. Well played. <laughs> totally believable. Okay, she's gonna. Um, she's not enjoying this. She thinks you are full of shit. Okay. So she is going to uh, to show you she means business. Take a swipe at your cheek with her dagger, like a quick to make a quick little cut to make you hurt, to see if you still feel much like the nine inch nails. So somehow, uh, Jared, she misses this. She rolled a seven to attack your face with her dagger. She goes to swipe at you, but you notice her hand is kind of shaking. Yeah. And as she does this, she she kind of just pokes at your face, but just kind of ends up stabbing the dirt next to your next to your head. And she goes, uh, next time I won't miss. So you better tell me what's going on here. I mean, I wish I could tell you, but I don't know anything. You picked the wrong person. So you just happened to bust up my robbery at the annoying music club. And now you just happened to run into me here. We happened to run into you at the robbery. You followed us here. We didn't run into you. You showed up. This is our space. and you I don't follow anyone. Well, it looks like you're following us, and you're mad about it. Uh, Stephanie, you're asleep, but your perception is awesome. So roll a perception check with disadvantage <laughs> because you're asleep to see if you are alerted to any of this happening right now. Uh, that is a crit. With disadvantage? Oh, wait. Disadvantage. Damn it. Um, crit again. That Do it. is a five plus uh, nine. So you don't hear what's going on. You don't like snap to attention. But we'll say you uh, something feels a little weird and you kind of like, you know, in that dream state where you kinda, you're sort of awake, but not really. And, you know, like, wait, was something you're not really sure if you're dreaming or not. You're kind of there. So you're sort of starting to wake up a little bit, we'll say. Okay. Um, Val, do the same role, please. Perception with disadvantage. While I'm kind of like in that like sleepy state, nobody can really see it. But under my little bedroll, I have that doll with the angry face. You have the doll. I'm- yeah, I'm cuddling up with that with that doll with the angry face. We have the exact same face. The city so guard just, doll from Remedy. Just anger, yeah. It's very cute. I also got a crit on my first roll. Okay. Too bad this is disadvantage rolls while you're asleep. I got a 16 plus 5. Value power on. Bong! Is that your startup noise? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry. It's, it's more like... Hello. I liked it better when you said bong. Bong. That would that'd be very on, on brand for what DJ would program into you. <laughs> when I, when I, so, uh, yeah, so when I first spin up, it's only, like, you know, like when you turn on a computer that's kind of old and it kind of, the fans go nuts for like a quick second while like, like the fucking BIOS is booting up and whatever. So anytime that I actually power on from a sleep mode, there's only a particular set of fans in my chassis that do that. And that's also where uh, DJ put some of his weed and so, because my processor becomes so hot so instantly that the fans have to... So every time I boot up, a little puff of, of weed smoke comes out every time. But it's old and bad. And like it's not it's, my fault. It's because it's of DJ. It's shit. It's not good. It's like a... Yeah, it's like a like a nasty, like a resin burn, like a resin bowl hit. Like, just <laughs> let me get one more last puff out of this old pipe. That's what it smells very, like. So it's really bad. Very important content. Yeah. Got to really make sure we're... It's very visceral. Bong. Thanks. Yeah. So Val, you power on, and now you are looking at this scene. You were just kind of standing off to the side because you don't need to lay down or anything. 
you see now the half-elf woman that you may or may not recognize as Barrymore. You probably do. Sitting on Jared's chest, knife to throat, and Stephanie and Ellie uh, still asleep on the far side. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. The glass dome for Val's head turns bright red, and I rush over and lineman tackle this person. Flying, leaping lineman tackle this person off of Jared. So value power on you. You start this alert noise. Your sound the alarm noise. Danger, danger. Yeah. Um, it's loud. So that's going to wake up Stephanie and Ellie. Barrymore looks over as you start popping this off with kind of a look of shock, fear, surprise, and kind of uh, like she's scared of you. Like she doesn't really know what to do with a robot. She obviously saw you in the club when you were fighting and you specifically attacked her a couple times. So she knows of you. But still, you're a you're a metal robot charging at her, this this elf from the woods. So she looks freaked out. And as I as I tackle her to the ground, that's when I also drop the base on her. Let's drop the base. So now the entire forest is lit the fuck up with loud bass music, going crazy. Birds shoot up from the trees at this sound, and you tackle her. So. Um, are you like hitting her or just trying to like, yes. Well, she her? had a knife to my friend, right? She had but a I mean, knife like... on my friend's neck. And so something, and I'm also, I just booted up. So I don't really know what's going on, whatever. But this per this, this person who I remember from the last fight is attacking my friend. And so I need to do something. So I am full blown attacking this person without any explanation. Like okay. we're like, Oh, I just woke up. Oh, we're in a fight. Oh, I missed an initiative. I'm going to fight now. That's what I did. You successfully tackle Barrymore onto the ground, and the impact of her hitting the ground and you landing on her makes her go, and uh, knocks the wind out of her a bit. Stephanie, what's going on on your side of the woods? Literally, in the woods. Get it? So, I wake up because of, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Then there's, like, a base, and I... With the doll in my hand, because I'm freaked out, so like my my secret is out. Um, I <laughs> that you sleep with a stuffed animal or a stuffed doll. I see her and I cast hold person just immediately, just like. <laughs> okay, sweet. You have to roll for that, right? Or I have to roll for that. Uh, yes, you need to make a wisdom saving throw. I got a sixteen, so she beat it. Yeah, she did. But she's she's still tackled on the ground. What are you doing? I stand up and I say, she's looking for somebody named Eldritch. She says we're following her. Very to the she's, point. She's squirming under <laughs> She's yeah. squirming underneath Val and she's like, That's not even what I said. Ah Or okay. I don't know. Eldritch, maybe. I don't I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. She said something. We're looking <laughs> she's we're looking for somebody and she's following us, I guess. I don't know. Or she thinks we're following her. Either way, she's hurting, so we should talk to her. Mm. I walk over there. And because now I just heard Eldritch's name. Eldritch? Edric is his actual Edric. name. Now <laughs> I just heard Edric's name for the first time in fuck knows how long. Um, she had the bloody thing. She had the stuff. So I'm just going to go over there and I'm just going to be like, are you working for him? Were you sent to find me? As you walk over to the incapacitated Barrymore, you see instant recognition in her eyes. She knows exactly who you are, Stephanie. And when you accuse her of working with, with Edric, you see her kind of like snarl her face. And she's like, I would, I would never work for Edric. You're, you're the one. Did he get you to come back? Did he convince you to come back to get me? No, no, no. Excuse me. And I hold up the necklace that has the blood on it. And I say, 
You had this. What the fuck did you do over in Rosewater? Like, Edric is, this is hit, this is, this has his stank all over it, and it was on you, so what the fuck are you doing? Her eyes go really big when she sees the, the necklace that you're holding up. She's like, you took, you took the necklace from my hideout? I guess, I guess you would. Yeah, because clearly something's happening to my people, and you clearly have something to do with it. I don't have anything to do with it. Then explain this. And I hold up the necklace. <sighs> she sighs gravelly. By the way, her voice kind of hurts to do, but I'm, I, I committed to a voice for her in episode five when she was robbing the place. And I was like, fuck, I <laughs> guess that's her voice now. So, um, After everything that Stephanie says, Val is also just sort of reinforcing with a... Hello. As an intimidation tactic? Yeah. Ooh. It worked really well with the other guy, so... I had nothing to do with that. She, she saved me. Okay, I'm, I'm not who people say I am. I'm not the person who took out the council. That wasn't me. I was framed. Stephanie goes white, like for the first time ever. Probably her friends are seeing her with like absolute terror and just absolute conviction and confusion when she mentions the council is gone and she puts a hand on Val's shoulder uh, or where their shoulder would be, kind of like motioning, it's okay, get off. Um, Val's red glass dome turns yellow and then Val starts to back off a little bit and says, oh my goodness. And um, Stephanie kneels next to Barrymore and says, I'm sorry, what happened this this isn't this isn't what was what like i left and everything was supposed to be fine because i wasn't needed and the council was good and everything was like i this is this is not this is this is you're lying she kind of props up on her elbows still on the ground and looks at you and she kind of kind of examines your face for a second she goes you you really don't know do you you're not you're not with him then huh I left because of him. I was coming back because in the last place that we were in, somebody said that there was a coup after I found this in your hideout and I have to go make sure everybody's okay. My family's there. Like, I mean, they were supposed to be fine. They, they were, everything, they were supposed to be fine. What happened? She sits up fully now, so now she's just uh, sitting up on the ground and kind of brushes herself off. And she goes, You left. That's what happened. Once you left, Edric declared that the Petrichor Forest was more at risk than ever before. He said without the Protector, we couldn't trust anybody, so he ordered all the communities to close their borders to outsiders and start spying on their own citizens to, to make sure people were staying loyal and obedient and and under control. He used to say, watchful eyes detect schemes and lies. That was his slogan. He would tell people, watchful eyes detect schemes and lies. Ugh! And she spits on the ground next to her in disgust. Everyone was so scared. We didn't, we didn't have a protector. It was the first time ever there was no protector in the forest. So everyone just kind of went along with it out of fear. It was a total... Everyone just didn't know what to do. And 
if one person broke their routine in like any way, people would just start asking questions. People would get suspicious of each other. I saw I saw friends turn to each other. I saw families disown their own children out of just suspicion and, and paranoia. She looks down at the ground and sighs uh, heavily. She says, It was about two years after you left. Things reached kind of a boiling point when someone from Rosewater was apprehended for trying to rally the citizens to reopen the community, to reopen, to, to allow people to come freely and do whatever they wanted and trade and travel and all these things we weren't allowed to do anymore because of Edric. Somebody was trying to, to reopen the borders and they grabbed her in the night and they took her to Edric and he, he said he judged her to be guilty and she disappeared. That was my best friend, Amira. And that was the daughter of our council member, Rosewater's council member, Junith. It was her daughter. He took her daughter. So I was going to go and I was going to sneak in to the, the founder tree, the big tree where you had your meeting, the big, huge fuck-off tree where the council meets. I was going to sneak into the founder tree and, and try to figure out what happened. But when I got there, there was already a confrontation. There was already a scuffle happening. Junith had gone there to find out what happened to her daughter, and she had three of the council with her. And I, I heard the fight break out, and I, I tried to run in to help, but Edric's too strong. He's too powerful. He, he would have killed me if not for Junith stepping in and taking the hit. She took the hit, and it, it knocked her necklace off, and it clattered to my feet. And I didn't know what to do, and I couldn't help, and I was so weak. So I just, I grabbed her necklace, and I ran. And I ran, and I never looked back. And I just knew I had to get out of town. I fled with just the clothes on my back and the necklace in my hand. I went on the run and I heard not long after word was spreading that I was a fugitive. Edric killed them. He killed Junith. He killed the other council members and said I did it. He said it was a, a coup, I think was the word. So he now had supreme power and authority over the entire forest. He was the council. I didn't want to leave my home, but I had I had no choice, so I ran. I changed my name. Eventually I met some people who robbed taverns and saloons for money, and, you know, I needed money to live, and I turned out I was actually kind of good at it, you know, because I got druid powers. They're, they're pretty helpful. It wasn't how I envisioned my life going, but I needed to support myself, and I needed to, to make my own way. It's the first time I've ever had to make my own way, you know, and... I kind of got swept up in it, I guess. We worked our way around Constance for a few years, and we had a hideout in Waystar. We were planning this that big hit on that stupid dance club until you guys showed up. Ouch. That's their home, so... Ugh. That's, well, it's very loud and bright. Okay, Boomer. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. I'm pretty sure I'm younger than you. <laughs> Boomer is a state of mind. Damn. Okay. So that's... Like, when I saw you there, I saw you at the club, and that's that's when I bailed. And now to see you here, like, I figured you were after me. I figured maybe he had got you to come back to hunt me down and avenge the people or whatever lies he probably fed people. I jump in, and I'm like, I told you we weren't. What the fuck? Yeah, but you didn't really know anything. I, I got in that head, and you weren't really giving me much. Ouch. Yeah, well, you weren't really giving me much either, so I guess it's a two-way street, isn't it? Ouch. <laughs> she got a laugh. She's like, I like this one. Points <laughs> Reminds me of my old friends. We were coming back. No, I didn't 
what what are you what are you even doing here? I'm here to finish what I started. I'm gonna kill Edric. Oh my goodness. Okay, now that I can get behind because he's always been awful and I feel like I feel and she just kind of like you could tell that like Stephanie is not used to processing emotions and not used to processing these big things. So she's just like just having a real hard time, but she's like What is Ellie doing this whole time? Ellie is standing behind Stephanie, hand on the shoulder, kind of patting her. Also, Ellie's also taking in all this information because Ellie is in the same boat as Stephanie, not the protector, but bailed on home, right? Trying to figure this shit out. So, so Stephanie is like trying to find words, struggling very, very badly. Um, holds Ellie's hand and looks at Barrymore and says, "That really happened. You're, you're, you're not like this. Isn't a trick, like." Edric trying to get me to come back and like chain me up again or anything. This is this is real. She raises her right hand and then kind of looks at it, not really sure why she's doing it, but she's like, "Um, no, I, I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't send me to rob some club days and days away. Like after you guys stopped us and I lost the hideout and I lost my gang, it kind of made me reconsider what I was even doing out there." And I realized I needed to come back and, and end this. Because I thought, I thought he had sent you. So I figured if I took him down, that would get everybody off my back. Or I would, you know, die trying. And then what the fuck would I care? And she spits on the ground again. May I approach the bench? I mean, sure. She looks down, realizing she's not on a bench. She's like, uh, okay. Perfect. Is he rich? I mean, he's powerful. He's, he, he controls everything in the forest. So, I... so, there, so there's wealth there? I mean, yeah, we don't have a huge emphasis on wealth in the forest, but I mean, yeah, there's, there's, yeah, yes. Okay, okay, then I'm in. She, she laughs again. She's like, I knew I liked you. <laughs> Look, I thought, I, I left. I thought everything was fine. I, like, I mean, everybody's so much stronger than they even think that they are, but whatever. They don't need a protector. He's an asshole. Why, like, why would they listen to him? Oh, and she, like, she looks back at you and she goes, who else would they listen to? Themselves? You were the only other one. The council? Fucking anybody? Ugh. And she just like kind of like, she's just having this crisis. She's having this big crisis. And she's like, okay, I was just off doing my own thing. I, you know, wasn't really thinking about anything. And then I found this and this. And she takes out the portrait uh, or the landscape picture drawing thing of Rosewater and she's like I have questions and now that I have answers I think it's time to kill Edric I think we could do this guys I think this needs to happen because um and she she holds up the necklace she's like this is fucked up sure thing Val glass dome turns to green now we're on friendly terms. And then Val walks up right in front of Barrymore and reaches out a hand and says, Greetings. I am a Varian Alpha Psionic Altonian Lexo Transceiver Unit, model number XFCED001. But you can call me Val for short. It's great to meet you. She does not extend her hand. She kind of, anything, scoots back a little bit away from you because uh, druids don't really know how to deal with you. It's been a, it's been a hell worry. of a journey. You can trust me. <laughs> I'm friendly and approachable. Not a lot of metal, not Hello. a lot of robots in the old petrichor forest 
So she How has been help you today? on the road for a couple of years. So she has seen some some stuff outside the forest, Hello. obviously. Thank you. Hello. Um, all right. She's going to like me, God damn it. She doesn't really know how to deal with you. And she <laughs> looks, looks back at Stephanie and she kind of motions back to Val. And she's like, what's 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 happening with this? They're, they're my friend and also maybe my robot child. I don't know. <laughs> Val's, Val's uh, kind of turns towards Stephanie like or I should say the chassis turns like shoulders that's the only way you know which direction Val's facing is which direction the shoulders are facing really so the shoulders turn towards Stephanie and then kind of like jiggle up and down to show that I'm kind of laughing like like giggling <laughs> almost Barrymore also sees your uh, the drawing that you had from her hideout she's like you, you took my drawing I hand it back to her it was from my home. Why would I leave that? She thinks about this for a second. And she nods and she takes it from your hand and folds it up and puts it in her pocket. And she goes, well, well th- thanks, I, I guess, protector. Uh, that's, it's nice of you, I guess. But so wait, why were you going back to the forest then? Because this scared me. <laughs> this, this bloody thing. And this is a council member's thing. And I don't know what's happening. And I'm worried. And I just wanted to check on everybody. But now that you've told me, um, I think I have a plan. Yeah, I was going to ask, what, what is your plan? Because you, you can't really just stroll in there. Everybody knows who you are. And especially if you have a non-human, a like a non, sorry to, you know, I don't mean to discriminate human, but you're not an elf. So the people are going to notice you. Ouch. And also, you're not, not <laughs> you. You're not the human I was addressing. And then, but you also, like, you cannot just walk into the petrichor forest with with this robot like what what were you gonna do okay so then here's like the cute little montage of now we're all up right and so we're uh we make a little fire we make some breakfast right i'm gonna use mold earth for this uh for the for the planning part of this so we can like make the little maps and all that stuff during the uh, breakfast portion of the montage, can that s- small uh, shot end with the fire slightly exploding in Val's face and kind of charring the front and everyone kind of giggling? Everyone just laughs. <laughs> Val in the, the a makeshift chef hat and an apron. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Da-na-na-na. There's also a moment where everybody's very much concentrating, trying to pay attention and look very very uh serious at over the shoulders of stephanie so she's drawing this plan out and then i think it's time for a break so then you the camera pans off to the side and you see val just going in town with sparkling lights and music and trying to get the party going and everybody's like no val not right now and then wop 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 you're providing the soundtrack for this little planning meeting yeah that's what it is yeah got it okay cool so i think that this would be Good to do maybe out of character so we don't have to maybe act all of this. So we okay. can kind of talk about what we think. Okay. So, so what is your plan? Stephanie is thinking because clearly she cannot go anywhere and not be recognized. And she's probably, um, if anybody could get Val in, she's probably that person. So I'm thinking we split the party. Into it. What do you got? So I'm going to come back as as the chosen one and be the big distraction and do the whole thing and all of that while the other party gets in and tries to get information and ultimately tries to, I mean, fuck Edric shit up, 
I think is the thing. I don't know. What what are you guys thinking? I think I think I'm a good distraction and I think especially having the robot with me, you guys would track less attention and we could probably fake some sort of elven look for Jared. I will point out, yes, elven look for me for sure. But I do also have like insane cunning and sway and can imitate voices. So if anybody needs to hide behind me, I could sort of lead in and convince whoever I'm near probably that we should be there. I have in my inventory a woman's bonnet. Oh, perfect. You want to be my kid? Yeah. You can be my child. Your metal child? Yeah, my I mean, metal child. Put, put me in a cart or something. I think, well, I mean, the um, a big part of like the Druid area that I'm from is they hate outsiders and they f- like, so anybody that's non-elf, any sort of metal is like kind of forbidden. So like Val is going to be like a big no-no. So that's why I was like, if I have Val with me, then okay. because I'm the protector person, that would draw less attention on your group. So you guys would be able to seemingly get through a little bit less detectable because okay. everybody's going to be, if they're not paying attention to the return of the savior, they are for sure paying attention to the metal fucking being that is throwing up dance moves. Or we could disguise Val, use the bonnet as sort of a um, like a rope, and then just put a bunch of shrubs in and be like, I'm just returning with my uh, my daily harvest. Oh my god, that is also very good. And so this is like, this is what I've come from the fields, and I'm just returning to my home. This is my home now. And we can like makeshift like a cart or something, and I'm just pulling the cart and you're on it. Be like, here is my bounty. I mean, you've got your cart and your horses. I think that's great. I think that's excellent. Because then that wouldn't put the pressure on you to have to not only come back to these people and convince them that A, you're cool, and B, this other thing is also cool. Okay, so what's our goal? Our goal is to kill Edric? Is that, like, I mean, like, okay, Stephanie is not fucking around anymore. Like, she was nervous. Now she has her answers. And this guy has, like, canonically fucked her life this entire time and convinced everybody that they have, like, no agency in the world and like even before she was born and stuff so she's she's just down to like kill him and i'm not even sure that stephanie would be able to to not kill him well i have a question though about that killing him yes it's the goal but also at the same time does it sound like the city wants him out of power or if you just kill him without gaining the support of the the you know the townsfolk are you just going to martyr him and become a wanted criminal at that point? Like, what's what's the overall purpose? This is to re- like to restore balance to the city or whatever, right? Or to restore glory and, and goodness. So, if you're going to kill, if you're going to assassinate the leader of this now town, do the people want it? Are you setting the 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 town free, or like you you as the chosen one, you also have to play a political role in this and to show that to the townspeople that there is hope and that they don't, they don't have to live in fear anymore and their one true blah, 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 blah is here to save them. You're going to go and kill Scar, but you have to let, at least let the, the jungle know that Scar is a bad leader first. Yes, absolutely. So I'm sure like Stephanie at first would be, fuck this guy, let's kill him. And then Ellie would probably be the person to talk me down from doing that and say like, I mean, he could run in prison. He could do all this. We can disempower him. We could. There's other ways to do this without again, making him a martyr or doing something like that. 
Smear campaign. Smear campaign. <laughs> Smear campaign. Ooh, okay. So that's Jared's. Okay, in this operation, Jared's uh, whole thing is to start the smear campaign. You're going to sneak in and out of groups of people and start whispering rumors about this bad leader. Likely what needs, I mean, you could get all of the, all of the culture, all of the history, all of the stuff from Ellie and from Barrymore. So you can like figure out what's going to be probably the best way to attack their character yeah. that people are going to listen to. I Perfect. love this. I love you st- you doing a smear campaign. I'm down to just like talk shit. Perfect. You do remember uh, Barrymore mentioned that somebody was trying to rally people to get the borders open again kind of thing mm-hmm. and was, was grabbed for it. So implying that she was maybe having some success in that rally. Um, and Stephanie, you remember when you lived there that people were fine with the way things were at the time with the full council with borders being open or whatever. And the only reason that things kind of went this way was because you left and Edric convinced them that they were in danger. Okay, so it sounds like this is also a jailbreak. I mean, again, we can get in there. We can find out. The first thing is, is there a jail? Is there a thing? Um, Jared is very good at finding secrets and all of this stuff. And Barry- Jared and Barrymore, I feel like, could find that information. If there is, and it's likely, we could probably do that. Or just also free whatever prisoners there are because... They're all political prisoners at this point. Yeah, political oh, yeah. prisoners. Um, who is Barrymore going to go with? You. Me, right? Yeah. Me, and, so... me, Val, me Val Barrymore. Who's Ellie going with? I think she's got to go with Jared and them too. I don't know. What What do you guys think? Because I, I think I think she should go with you, only because of the familial aspect, and it's sort mm-hmm. of like a returning, mm-hmm. and that being more of a conversation. I feel like she should be a part of that. Also, you're going to need her there as a friend for emotional support. That's so true. Stephanie because is like you're going to be. You're literally going and kicking in the front gates of this whole kingdom, basically, and showing up. People are like the chosen one is back. I'm here to save you all. And Stephanie can't fucking do that. She's. You're going to trip over your words. It's going to be <laughs> terrible. You're going to. Um. Um. Excuse me. Hi. Um. I'm. Uh. Uh. And you're going to need, at the very least, telepathic support from Ellie. Even if she's also mm. going to be nervous as fuck too, but mm-hmm. the two of the two nervous wrecks of the both of you can make one heroic entrance at least. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, so summarize the plan. Stephanie and Ellie are gonna just gonna stroll stroll into the forest and be like, "We're back, bitches." Okay, I have a general that I want to just throw out. My plan with the sort of descent curation or sort of whatever Certain I want to. Waters- cr- yeah, I want to create a uh, dissent pamphlet and start distributing them with a meeting time for a meeting, but use that as a decoy meeting so we know who's undercover and who would shut us down or capture us. Ooh, and then we we'll watch. Sting? We're doing a sting? We're going to do, do a sting off the bat just to get remove some of the surface level players who could fuck our shit up. And then we know... Hey, well, let's watch out we're for gonna them. Do a, we're going to do a Don't heist trust and them. we're going to do a sting. This is the yes. best plan ever. So the think? the fake meeting is to get the people who want to grab you out of the picture? The cops. The, yeah, the cops or the cop sympathizers who are like, no, I actually love tyranny and I love being uh, but in what this happens? But what place. happens if that backfires and the people who want change and revolution actually show up and then the cops come and arrest them and you just got a bunch of people arrested? Still a distraction. It's a distraction and we're going to burn the prisons down anyways. Do you want to use the rest of the flyers I have for the, the discotheque? And yes. just make your own flyers yes. on the yeah. back of oh, it? Oh, that's it. I need your flyers. Aluminum. <laughs> um, and I'm going to scru- I'm gonna just going to say, like, disco, what the heck? 
Wait, can I be? Am I George Clooney or, or am I Brad Pitt in this? You're Matt Damon. Um, Damn it. <laughs> oh, wait. One last thing. One last thing before we get to that. Still in montage planning mode. There is another scene in the montage, another shot of Jared trying to work with Val so that Val can communicate but via not the normal methods. Because if I'm gonna be if I'm gonna be basically a Metal Gear Solid cardboard box in this scenario, I need to not just go hello. So I feel like you guys should actually play out this scene. I think this would be a really good scene. (laughs) So, so I'm it's Val and I near the cart. Hello. uh, With Bear, I guess Barrymore is there. She's over like she's sitting next to like a log on the ground, sharpening a knife or something. That's actually exactly what she's doing. Yeah. Okay. She's just muttering the word revenge over and over again. Just revenge. <laughs> revenge. <laughs> revenge. Um, I suggest the shrub pile. So, Val, you're going to be a shrub pile. That's just what you're going to do. Is that okay? Hello. Perfect. So, when we communicate, if I need you to answer something, a yes will be a single brush shake like branches. Like, shoo, shoo. like Sure thing. So like a hard shake, that's yes. Sure Two thing. shakes is no, and three shakes is ask further, ask something Oh my else. goodness. What do you think? Thank you I... for your assistance. You've oh, been gorgeous. a great help. Okay, we're obsessed. We love this. Um, perfect. Hello. Uh, yeah, then that's great. And um, here's your shrubbery. So long. So I wrap you in assorted bean stalks, uh, wheat heads, and it's very important. Um, some dry brush that I found by my foot that was causing a slight itch, and I'm afraid I'm allergic. So you're going to be wrapped up in all that stuff. It, it, it gives the uh, gorgeous appearance of a beautiful bounty as if I were an actual farmer in this area with a gorgeous oh my yield. Um, sure And thing. then I wrapped a little bonnet up on you, and now you're just like, now you are uh, a cornucopia of... Deceit. <laughs> Don't worry. You can trust me. I'm friendly and approachable. Okay. So now we're going to try the shake, shake, shimmy, shimmy. Val. Hello. Oh, fail. Barrymore is standing to the side with her arms crossed <laughs> watching this and just right away just goes <sighs> and shakes her head. <laughs> um, If you can hear me, Val, can you hear me? Hello. No. <laughs> No words. Okay, no words. No no response. Is is that understood? Sure thing. <laughs> Very more tight is in her hands. Incredible. <laughs> um Val, you know what would be really sick. Love that. Um shake just shake the branches. Yes. Val shakes very vigorously and kind of undoes some of your cornucopia of deceit work. Stop, stop. Hold on. I tie the thing back up tight, and I'm like, try again, less hard. Shake. Perfect. Val, are you enjoying this? Shake. Are you not enjoying this? Shake. Shake. Perfect. Love Shake. that. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, um, shake. Oh, my God. <laughs> One too many. Shake, 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 shake it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, I, I, I've discovered a flaw in your plan here. This is David talking out of character. Okay. Val goes. Dra- okay, dra- okay, drag me. Drag me on the pod. Absolutely destroy my idea. Hello. 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 
Hello. <laughs> Those are all yeses. Val's going to get very excited and say, shake, 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 shake. Right. Which means this is yeah. going to be excellent and hilarious and great. And I think we need to just <laughs> roll with it. Okay. Then I go grab some big old leaves and I start making my own outfit. Ooh. Um, I find some vines hanging near these leaves and I start to create um, like a, a makeshift shirt out of these huge. I'm assuming they're like, like, a, like, you know, those huge lily pads that you can sit on. Yeah. I'm just taking the like big leaves and like shoveling vines through it and making a, a suit, so to speak. And then I have a cute little leaf hat. Yeah. You also have, uh, you know, Stephanie and Ellie and Barrymore to kind of uh, consult on this and they're, oh, they're watching. Oh, yeah. We we have one of those uh, classic fashion montages where you come out in the first outfit and they all shake their heads no. Yes. On the second outfit, they go eh, and the third one with the the leaf hat and the leaf pad, they all standing ovation. They love it. Gorge. That's right. I love that. Yeah. It's a montage heavy episode. It is. I love it. I'm a big fan. So Jared, you are dressed to the nines, dressed for the part. Yes. Val is wrapped up for the part. Oh, you mean you mean dressed to the vines. Shit. Stop There's the title it. of the episode. There's the episode Fuck. title. So Jared now in disguise. Val now in disguise. Plus Barrymore. Uh load up the the cart with horse, 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 and horse, and head off for the Petrichor forest, leaving Ellie and Stephanie behind at the campsite. Hey there. Come to this podcast often? I do. Because I'm Danny, the DM of Quest Friends Forever, the show you're listening to right now. Hey, did you know we're a member of the Nostalgia Network family of podcasts? It's a podcast network that we actually kind of run. It's us here on Quest Friends Forever. It's the folks on Nostalgia, which is kind of our flagship show where Eric and Jessica from our show discuss movies and sequels, as well as the folks over on the Lousy Advice podcast, which is Eric a.k.a. Jared, and his band Lousy Advice, talking about all things music, making all kinds of fun lists, having all kinds of fun discussions. Yeah, we have a little network called The Nostalgia Network at www.thenostalgianetwork.com. There will be a promo for it at the end of this podcast, as well as a promo for one of the shows. It would be cool if you like uh, this show, if you check out some of the others. And we can all be friends, and it'll be great. And you'll get some new content that you can share with people. Speaking of sharing and spreading the word, you can also do those things by giving us a rating and or a review on your podcast app of choice. Those ratings and reviews really help us get in front of more people, pop up in more searches and things like that. And they do, in fact, work because every month we have been alive as a podcast, we've gotten more downloads than the previous month. From January to July, we've grown every month. And that is thanks to folks like you and folks around the world, I guess, uh, giving us ratings and reviews and spreading the word and just being nice, cool, helpful people. So if you have not done so yet, please, it would be very, very nice of you to do that now. And it would be just so helpful. And we will give you all kinds of virtual hugs. You can also follow us on social media. We are on Instagram, at Quest Friends Forever, all one word. We are on Twitter. We are on YouTube. The other people on this podcast say will soon be on TikTok, which I don't know how that one works, but they do. So I trust them. That'll be coming soon. And yeah, we'll be posting some stuff there, new episode announcements and any kind of other announcements we make, guest stars and things like that, which will be happening later this year. 
So give us a follow on one of those and, you know, keep in touch with us. But enough about that. Let's get back to this episode, which is the first episode in what will certainly be a few episodes in the Petrichor Forest. Let's figure out how this plan's going to come together and what's going to happen. Here we go. See you in two weeks. Bye. A few hours later, the carts with disguised Val, disguised Jared, and uh, Barrymore would also need a disguise because she's the most wanted criminal in Petrichor Forest history. Yeah, I could whip up a, I could whip up the same thing that I'm wearing and say that we're twins. Ooh, okay. She's also a little bit uh, just go for it type stuff. So she is going to, on the way over with her dagger, cut off a bunch of her own hair, just start chopping her hair off because she's got long hair. So she has like short hair now, almost like yours, Jared. She's just cutting just randomly with her dagger as she goes. So then you, you whip her up something to make her look like you also? Yeah. Well, just as far as, like, the look is concerned. And I've actually changed my mind. I don't want the, I don't want her to be my twin. I want her to be my, like, partner. And I want that to be like that. This is my life partner. And if that's a problem for you, then you need to get out of our face. Um, that's going to be the vibe All for right. the two of us. Cool. So with, with Barrymore's disguise uh, looking a little bit better... You roll up to the outskirts of the Petrichor Forest. The first community you come across is Azalea. And there are a pair of guards guarding this this path that enters into Azalea. And they hold up a hand as they see a cart approach because obviously, you know, travel is very limited here. And they wait for you to come to a stop. And they step up to the side, Jared, where you're driving. And yes. they say... State your business. My business is that me and my partner, I stop, I gauge the situation. They're just staring at you. Me and my partner have just arrived back from a day of bounty at our off-location farm. And we're heading home. The guards turn to each other, off-location farm, off-location. And they look a little suspicious. It's how we yield the most gorgeous product year-round. It must be off of, um, away from the hustle and bustle of uh, the big city. What do you farm? Oh, rutabaga, sprouts. Uh, Some occasions we harvest very rare forms of green beans and edamame. Oh, I do like edamame. A very very quiet shake from the back of the the cart. (laughs) Uh, very, it's very quiet because they don't notice. So one of them is kind of walking, circling the cart, and they see the the bundle of crops that is Val. This your haul? That is it for today, at least. Hmm. Not bad. A solid haul. A decent day. I would say the same. All right. Uh, well, slightly uh, louder, but still quiet. Shake. Did you hear something, Fraser? Uh, no, I, I didn't hear nothing. All right, just uh, give us the password and uh, go on in. You know the password, right? You mean you live you live here. You said you lived here? We do live here, but this password business is new to me. Barrymore kinda uh jumps in. Oh ha, yeah, he just um don't 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 mind him. Just give us uh give a are we allowed a hint? Is a hint allowed? And they glare at you and they say What do watchful eyes detect? What hold on, what do watchful eyes detect? Scheme, schemes and lies, schemes and lies, schemes and lies, she says over and over again randomly. Ah, yes. And they uh, step aside to let you pass, 
And just, I'm sorry, what was your name? My name? Yes, the the person I'm talking to. Me, Fraser, the person oh. I'm talking to. Astro Farmer Man is my name. <laughs> they look at each other and kind of roll their eyes. Some kind of nickname with you two? Largely, yeah. Um, our our personal business we like to keep personal, but for public reasons, Astro Farmer Man is is how I present myself in a public setting. Yes, Jared, you sell this. You sell this so well with your with Does all your stats. Do some kind of like role for that though. No, he just he gets he got it. He's okay. an actor now. <laughs> he had talent. I guess he had a whole session with Talent Lighthouse, the greatest actor That's very that Constance true. has ever known. <laughs> It's, so. like, it's like cheating at this point. It's really not even fair to the guards. I love also, it. I'm these just guards are also why these guards are also dumb as hell. Yeah. Fraser goes. Well, let him in, Niles. And Fraser and Niles step aside, and the cart is allowed to pass. Um, toss salad and scrambled eggs starts playing as we enter this small town. It's hard to make up names on the spot. Just as we're past the gate and like just far enough away for these two dumb guards to do anything about it, a big loud shake. Ah, uh, some some active rutabagas you got there. Have a good day. <laughs> okay, and you roll the cart into the uh, kind of town square of this first community in the forest. I think there's uh, eleven communities in this forest, so you're in the first one, Azalea. Um, you kind of roll into the town square, and there's. You see elves and half elves of different ages strolling the streets. Uh, they're not streets; they're like paths, you know, because everything is uh, woodsy here. People carrying crops to and from places. There's little huts along all the streets. There are even um, we mentioned, I think, last time. There's like sort of vine elevators that take people up, like platforms that take people up to like the the upper levels of the trees where some people have houses and homes. Oh, um, vine elevators! Yeah, vine elevators. Oh, and for sure. Yeah, there's uh, platforms up there where you can walk around the trees. Uh, very nice, very green, very woodsy area. Lots of flora, plenty of fauna. It's like Return of the Jedi, basically. One might even say Sylvan. Yes, Sylvan. In- Indorian in nature. Ooh, okay. Yes. Uh, the whole time you are rolling in, Barrymore looks nervous as hell. She is very much a wanted fugitive. So she's kind of like keeping her, her head down, her hands in front of her face, kind of glancing, giving people the side eye out of the cart, making sure. But uh, nobody seems to pay much attention to you as you roll into the center of this community. I touch her shoulder and I say, it's okay. They're all idiots. <laughs> she She's surprised by this and she kind of giggles a little. And she goes, hey, I mean, you know, I'm from here. So maybe, maybe take it easy. I touch her shoulder again and I say, no. Uh, all right. Powerful. <laughs> Bold. Uh, so you're in town square, Jared. What are you, you going to whip up for us, Jared? Um... Is there a place to like park the cart? Sure. There's a, uh, there's always cart parking in these kind of communities. Okay. Did we figure out during our plan of what Horus, 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 and Horus are going to be doing? You did, and it's a great plan. It'll be perfectly safe and not even worth mentioning. I love that. Um, okay. So we go ahead and park Horus, 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 and Horus. The horse core. The horse core, as they were, as they continue to be, um, at wherever the parking is. It's great. They're safe. Love that. So now comes the portion of the story where we have to figure out how to get Val, heavy-ass box robot, off of the cart without being suspicious. Oh, I'm going to pretend to, like, I pretend to grab the bushel and, like, scoot it, and Val just kind of rolls with it. I take off my leaf hat, I place it on the ground, and I scoot the Val 
foliage onto the leaf, big leaf. The valley. And then I, the valiage. And then I take a piece of vine and wrap it around and pull with the assistance of Val's feet. Just some, like, obviously Val is moving, you but really it doesn't look to it. like. You're going to be like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Heavy rutabagas. Oof. Yeah, just so people are not like, why is that plant bush moving by itself? I can see, I can see you also overdoing it and be like, wow, what a plentiful bounty we have this <laughs> time of year. These rutabagas sure are heavy. Yeah. I can't believe the edamame are that big. <laughs> Great. Perfect. <laughs> and so then what are you doing to shake. sow these What are you doing to sow these seeds of uh of dissident? We're in the town square, you said? Yeah, this little like the yeah, town square equivalent of this forest community. Is there somebody like playing music like the town square and like a Legend of Zelda level kind of thing? No music. Oh. Oh wow! Okay, they hate music and they hate me. I got it. Mm. Um, how many storefronts are there? Like, give or take. Uh, it's not. I mean, they're not really storefronts. I mean, it's just like a it's a forest. People have little like uh, kind of just like stalls, I guess. Um, there are. It's, this one's kind of a smaller community in in the forest. There's eight, four on each side of this square, basically. But be four on each side. Oh, okay. Four, four on two sides of the square. Okay. Um, I go to the first stall. Or we, I guess, collectively go to the first stall on the left, and we go to talk to the merchant. I ask, hello. <laughs> well, that was weird. Um, hello. Uh, we're going to be um, having a small gathering just to sort of bring up spirits in, 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 in a bit of a trying time. I know it's been a hard year for a lot of people, and we just wanted to like gather community and gather... Um, Bring up spirits, as it were. Do you mind if I leave these pamphlets on your table just to kind of raise a bit of awareness and and spread the word, uh, as it were, for for a, a, a say a meeting tomorrow evening around seven o'clock. So the merchant at this stand is uh, obviously an elf with curly black hair, mostly selling coffee beans. And this elf looks up and goes, "Flyers, huh? What are we? Uh, what's the meeting about?" <laughs> What did you say? Flyers, huh? Flyers. What's 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 the big deal with these flyers? Is that what you gonna say? What's the deal oh. with your flyers? <laughs> oh, okay. We're going Jerry. So I couldn't decipher <laughs> what the voice was, and I was flyers, huh? <laughs> and it was Sari Jeinfeld. Sari Jeinfeld. Yeah, okay. Yes. The druid. I, I, the druid. Until it's like, what is all these flyers? Uh, that's His family when name I is got Jeinfeld, and he's the one who's the most outlandish of the family, so they call him very. Very, very he's, Jeinfeld. He's very Sari Jeinfeld. Okay, so... Um, What's the meaning for? The meaning is really just uh, to, to, to gather community in a way to bring spirits, because I know that when we meet and when we sort of commune, we're able to really heal and i feel like a lot of healing is necessary in this trying time it has been kind of a tough year he's also part irish just in case that slips out at any point um yeah sure what's the harm leave the flyers laddie perfect i leave the flyers on the table or a small portion of them i don't know how many flyers like i have Val's very efficient with space-saving technology. So there was quite... It's like a like a... You know, when you buy a package of printer paper and it's very compact. And, oh, so it's a lot. Oh, yeah. 
there's also been two or three times where we've mentioned that Val throws all the flyers or has run out of flyers, but we just, they just still keep coming up apparently. Well, yeah. you know how like you know how like an office printer has multiple drawers. Got it. So that you know? that printer tray. We're on yeah. like printer tray four out of seven right now, I think. Okay. But yeah, okay, perfect, okay, yeah. Okay. perfect. So I leave like a maybe a quarter to half inch stack uh, face down on the table. I say, thank you so much. Please spread the word. Um, we, our community could really use this. And these are the flyers, like because you said to his face that it's like a like a just a community meeting. But on the flyers, aren't there? Isn't it written like Edric sucks or whatever? Like what did you? No. So it's well, I think it's like time for a change, time for a revolution. Yeah, kind of it's something that's not as like on the yeah. It's it's a little coded just so it could be like yeah, time for change. Yeah, maybe it says time for change, and then it has the leaf, the leaf With the exclamation mark. Yeah. With the exclamation point. So it's 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 intentionally vague. It can be read several ways. I'm selling it in the optimistic community building way, which okay. I'm not necessarily lying. Okay. Do you do this with a couple of the other stands too? Kind of just go from stand to stand? I go from stand to stand doing the exact same thing. Do any of the stands say no? No, they're, this is a pretty chill. They have no reason to suspect you, right? I mean, okay. you were obviously let into the, the gates, so they assume you were approved to enter. Right, which yeah. obviously means you know the password, you means you belong here. So they have no reason to suspect you, even though um, they don't really recognize you. But it's again, it's a big forest; you don't know everybody. Yeah. So they they assume that the people you do know would be keeping tabs on you, kind of thing, under this totalitarian system. But um, no, everybody seems. I mean, all you're doing is leaving flyers, so they're like, yeah, sure, whatever. That some of them are thinking like, oh, maybe I'll be able to sell my coffee beans at this meeting or whatever. Um, yeah. Are you gonna move to the next community and continue this process? Jared? Yes. So how? Okay. So we're we're on the outskirts of the sort of major city, right? Mm-hmm. The epicenter. How many small communities? How many there were eleven, suburb, right? How many? You said eleven suburbs. There's eleven eleven communities in the forest. Yeah. Yeah. Let's scooch. Okay. So the next one. So you successfully make it through Azalea. Uh, no incidents. You pass out these flyers. Seems good. Uh, people. There's a couple other sitcom characters. We don't even need to name. Just imagine. I came up with awesome fake names for people from you know friends and mad about you and all those popular yeah. sitcoms that the kids love you know, like mad about you um <laughs> youth so programming th- right uh hey yeah. kids <laughs> so the next community you pass through is now rosewater and barrymore is just she looks like she's losing the color out of her face she looks very nervous she's starting to sweat she's rubbing her face a lot some of the makeup is sort of running a little bit but she's kind of trying to put it back her disguise makeup she looks terrified and she's constantly looking around very worried but you have now entered the community of rosewater i turn to barrymore and i say remember people only know what you tell them so calm down not calm down uh is this where the student becomes a teacher like because you've honed your craft what's his name oh maybe talent lighthouse yeah sure lighthouse so now you're so now you're the the master and she's become the padawan yeah, I mean, I like that. Um, and I also remind her that these people are not smart. Um, hey, these are literally my, my neighbors. So maybe, or were, I guess were my neighbors. Uh, okay. Just because we don't um, know your, your big city ways. <laughs> don't be so classist. But shouldn't Barrymore uh, know big city ways because <laughs> she's been on her own for eight years? Well, I'm, I know big city ways, she says to the- You don't have uh, to argue with me in character. I can't talk to you in, in character. So. Good, because this voice kind of hurts my voice to do. Um, <laughs> yeah, she knows big city ways, but the folks of Rosewater would not. So I then remind her, you're better than them. 
you are canonically better than these people. Please act like it. <laughs> yeah. In story, uh, this is me verbalizing with her. In story, you are better than these people. Please act like it. Okay. okay. It's just, okay. Yeah. She takes a couple of a deep breaths. She goes, okay, let's, let's do it. Perf. We enter the community. Same deal. This one's bigger. So this is a okay. bit a bigger community. Um, probably the biggest outside of Absalom, which is the center of the, the place where Stephanie's from and where the founder tree is. But still the same deal. There's, there's a more streets. There's more places to go. But it's just still kind of like a, a center, so to speak. Like uh, it's, it's centered around this one big giant stump. There's this one huge stump in the middle of this town. And all, all the kind of vendors who are out to try to sell their wares are circling this stump with their stalls. I figure let's just go to the first stall again and just kind of treat it as if uh, we were at the uh, last place. So we go to the stall. We sort of do the same pitch. So this stall is a cherry stand. Someone's selling cherries that grow somewhere in this forest. You, you give your spiel about the flyers, I assume, right? Yeah, same. Community. Um, I say, oh, what a tough year. Uh, we should really focus on um, community and good for us and uh, growth and change. This cherry salesman goes, change? You got a problem with the way things are? Uh, not a problem with the way things currently are, but as a whole, wouldn't you agree that it's been kind of a tough year? I've had a great year. Are you, you got a problem with the way we do things around here? Not with the way you do things, but I do think that things can be better for everyone. He seems to, this is an older elf. He puts his hand to his face like he's this thinking. Is, this, is, this is Clint Eastwood. This is uh, East Clintwood. Yeah. yeah. And goes, what's your name? My name is Astro Farmer Man. What is yours? East. East Clintwood. East Clintwood. <laughs> um, well, East, I'm going to level with you. It seems like you're kind of a cut above the rest here. You seem to kind of know what's going on. In a in a in a more realized way than a lot of the folks we've talked to so far, I've been um, around the block. Yeah, and it shows, and I can see that, and I respect that. But because you're such an outlier in such a great way, some folks who aren't say as experienced as you have had a bit rougher, a bit harsher years here, at least this past one. And so, what we're really doing is organizing for their sake. And we could actually really use people like you to to lead and help guide these other folks. Would you be willing to do that? He uh, takes a look at the flyer that says "Time for Change," and he uh, he has to hold it kind of far away because he's old and he's kind of eyeballing it. And uh, he does a whistle that I can't do with my actual dungeon master mouth. Oh like no! A, are we caught? Like a, insert like a, insert sound effect here. Kind of yeah. thing. And just looks you right in the eye and goes, I think you ought to have a talk with some people. Oh. And he kind of steps back because you turn around, Jared, and there are a pair of guards approaching you and your stack of rutabagas. And the other thing you notice when you turn around is that you are by yourself because Barrymore is nowhere in sight. Oh, no. Shake, shake. <laughs> Hard cut.
This podcast has been brought to you by the Nostalgia Network. Visit the NostalgiaNetwork.com for more. Hey everybody, I'm Eric. I'm Shelby. I'm Jake. And we are the band Lousy Advice from the Lousy Advice Podcast. Come listen as we draft artists and genre-centric best-of lists. With the help of our closest friends. These lists are canon. And there's not a goddamn thing you can do about it. From Misfits to Cher. Green Day to Gaga. Or Pup to Paramore. Listen to the Lousy Advice Podcast now or else. Stream us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Nostalgia Network, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget that we are the band Lousy Advice, and this is our podcast, the Lousy Advice Podcast. The Lousy Advice Podcast? The Lousy Advice Podcast. Podcast. Podcast.